0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Bring Your Own Kombucha podcast. So before we jump into today's episode, I want to give a huge shout out to ForteFoundation.org. Basically, can you imagine just how powerful it would be to be a part of a community over 100,000 motivated career women? I mean, how many connections could you make that way, right? At Forte, they're working to change the balance of power in the workplace. So basically, they offer workshops, leadership conferences, professional development, and networking opportunities for women at all stages of their careers. The best part, guys, this is a free offering. So head over to ForteFoundation.org slash kombucha and sign up for your free membership. That's ForteFoundation.org slash kombucha. All right, guys, let's jump into today's podcast episode.
1: Please
0: listen carefully. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Bring Your Own Kombucha podcast. Erica here. I have a really... Informative guest on today's podcast. Um, if you haven't noticed, I've been releasing two podcast episodes a week, and I'm trying to make sure I I'm, I diversify the episodes' content enough. So this episode is more geared towards mom life. Later in the week, I'm releasing um, an interview at Blue Land and that is a eco-friendly company, so that's more on the broader spectrum. Um, but with that being said, I interviewed Tamara Glacia. She is the founder of Welliness, and that's a conscious parenting company. Um, it was a super informative episode for all the moms out there. I think that everybody can, whether you are Um, you know, a new mom with a baby, or a mom with a toddler, or even a mom with a older child. She just, she's such a light. She has so many good tactics and approaches and solutions. Um, I think we all know, even I know early on, that being a parent is definitely the most difficult and most rewarding job, but um, we definitely all struggle. We all struggle in different ways, you know, Phoebe has been teething today and i literally feel like i'm going to lose my mind. Like i'm just going to lose my mind. Um and i just have to keep reminding myself that, you know, she's yelling cuz she's in pain. She's not trying to be a pain or um you know, she's not trying to be annoying or she's not being a bratty kid, like she's in pain. Um, and even though like the screaming and the cleanliness, um, you know, can like, you know, sometimes you love it and you embrace it. And other times it can just drive you crazy because you just want to go to the bathroom and wash your hands. Um, you know, it, there are just so many facets of being a parent and yeah, I could just go down a rabbit hole here. So basically I chat with Tamara, I ask her a bunch of questions, Um, when it comes to, you know, being a conscious parent and honoring your child's feelings and their energy. And I hope that you guys all love this episode. I'm going to leave Tamara's information in the show notes if you want to reach out to her or work with her. And let's jump in.
1: Thank you for having me of course i'm so excited to have you on the podcast let's start out by giving everybody a brief background about yourself sure my name is Tamara Glacius and i founded the company Wally Nost which is all about conscious parenting and raising whole beings from the very beginning and really just shifting the way we're raising children in this uh, country and bringing a new perspective um, to how we relate to our children and how we relate to ourselves and how parenting truly is an opportunity to evolve and my story goes back a long time um You know, I'm often asked how I got into this work, and I say it for me, it was a 20-year journey that brought me to this point. But just a little bit about my background, I actually started my career years ago on Wall Street. And I worked on Wall Street for about a decade, all the while, while I was this, um, kind of holistic wellness human. So while on Wall Street, I was getting my health coaching certification and my raw chefing certification and then exploring quantum reflex analysis and yoga. And eventually the calling was just too strong and, um, I really asked the universe, what am I supposed to be doing in this world? I was starting to really come up against um, why I was in finance and and trying to find the meaning of it all, and I went on this spiritual yoga fast and this retreat, and I asked, what am I supposed to be doing? And it was so clear, the message so profound, you're supposed to be helping people, and that's when I really started shifting, like, wow, I've been helping people my, my whole life in many ways. I was the person that everyone came to for, you know, relationship advice and wellness advice and health advice, and I was like, maybe I'm supposed to be doing this for a living, and that was kind of the big shift about 11 years ago. I got that message, and very soon after that, I left Wall Street and started my um, coaching company, and over the years, and really with the birth of my daughter, was the full shift into knowing that I was meant to be doing this conscious parenting work. So it was really the birth of my daughter that cemented the birth of this work being my main purpose and passion in the world. So in its simplest form, how would you describe conscious parenting? Because I feel like it could be interpreted um, in so many different ways, but what does conscious parenting mean to you? Um, You know, I do find it Slightly challenging to answer it in like one or two questions because I think it's such a big concept with the biggest one being the awareness that parenting really is about you, the parent and the caregiver. So often parenting is focused on the child and their behavior, but when we're able to bring that focus back around, when we're able to see that mirror of reflection that this is really about us and our journey and we're pulling from our own childhood wounds and traumas and fears and insecurities, then we're able to see our major role in our relationship with our child so that's the first piece of what conscious parenting is and looks like Um, another piece is really finding wholeness which, again, comes back to us as parents. Um, I think it's really hard to be a conscious parent if we're not taking care of ourselves. So this conversation of self-care and self-love and being on this ever-evolving healing journey is really powerful in conscious parenting. Then the awareness of the layers of guilt and shame that are built into parenting, just from really old-school parenting ways and language and discipline and mental Um, So if we're able to, again, it it all comes back to awareness in many ways, right? The awareness of when that's happening, why that's happening is a really big piece. And then one of the foundations of my work of um, conscious parenting is bringing in attention, respect, and trust into um, all of our actions, reactions, language, and energy with our children. So that's kind of the general, but longer-winded answer, if I was going to give a really short one, it really is the awareness of self within the parenting journey. Um, if that's not there, then um, it's really hard to be a conscious parent. Now, you, I know you have a course, and I definitely want you to elaborate on what your course provides and its focus. Um, but for starters, do you think conscious parenting is for everyone? And um, who is your course aimed at? Again, I know you said it's towards the parents, but um, I mean specifically, do you think your course is more for parents who have been through trauma in their lives and they carry that with them, or um, is it something that can really benefit everyone? Absolutely. I mean I think conscious parenting period can benefit every single human. Um, I've spoken to many parents beyond. Of course my 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 program and my course is really for parents, but even people thinking about becoming parents, parents that have just conceived, parents that have just given birth, the earlier you can do this work because it's a healing journey. This is what it's about. When we're able to heal our own childhood wounds and triggers and um, limiting beliefs and, um, you know, whether it's control, whether it's insecurity, whatever the fears are, these are going to be reborn and rebirthed and amplified in our relationships with our child our children become our teachers they become our mirrors um but really this work is for anyone i've had so many people share wow this has shifted my relationship with my partner wow i don't even have kids but i'm thinking how I can relate differently and how I can speak differently and how I can show up differently in my relationships. It's really about conscious communication, conscious awareness, um, self-responsibility, self-love, and all of these things would benefit any human on the planet. Um, So my work is for any parent that wants more ease in their relationship with themselves and their child you know, and I've yet to come across a family that's like, oh yeah, no issues ever, I'm completely good, I'm never triggered by my child, <laughs> like, you know, I'm never stressed out, um, I think it's one of the areas we need the most support in, it's it's like going off to work, you know, if you're a working parent, you know, the other majority of our whole world is being a parent, you know, this is some of the um, highest amount of time that we're going to spend with any human. Is this role as parent? I totally agree, and I don't know a single other parent that doesn't struggle or um, get stressed out or say, like, "Oh, I hope I'm doing this right." I think as parents, we constantly. Question: each and every move we make and if we can you know make those decisions confidently knowing that we have like this methodical um you know background in conscious parenting i think that would be really beneficial mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's so true you know that was one of the things where um you know i was teaching about last night on the call is that confidence you know and really knowing why we're doing what we're doing. A lot of times people just, it's almost like hand-me-down parenting. Okay, well I was parented this way, so I'm gonna parent this way, versus really looking at the why. Why am I doing this? What am I trying to create in my relationship with my child? What are the long-term intentions I'm setting with my family, and how am I cultivating that in my everyday actions, reactions, language, you know, communication with my child? And sometimes these aren't questions that we're asking ourselves early on, you know, and then and then going further back, like what was my childhood like? Did I feel heard? Did I feel respected? Did I feel seen? Did people actively listen to me? Did people want my opinion? Was I included in the process? Was I included in conflict resolution? Was I included in coming up with the plan? You know, did I trust myself? Did everyone around me trust me to help that cultivation of trust? I don't see these as the main you know scenes in many people's childhood and you know we're evolving as a, a species and as a human and that's amazing and I think what that is doing is that we're waking up and we're realizing that we can be more and more aware in this parenting journey and we can be mindful in what we are instilling in our children. And this is so powerful, right? Our child's, you know, the major development of our child's nervous system is from zero to seven. So we are imprinting and implanting so many belief systems just through our interactions with our child and to think about that like what am i instilling in my child if you know i have a fear in this what am i instilling in my child if i'm constantly you know yelling or shaming them if they're you know not behaving the way i want what am i instilling in my child through all of this and because you know this becomes their inner monologue and dialogue and belief system for the rest of their lives it's one of the most powerful most influential times in a human's life is their childhood and the development of this nervous system and the development of their belief systems and are they going to be limiting beliefs or are they going to be liberating beliefs are they going to serve them to feel worthy of love success you know healthy relationships mm-hmm whatever it is they want to thrive or are they going to struggle with this idea of this lack of self-worth through you know layers of guilt and shame and struggling and in many things that people do not feeling good enough not feeling worthy enough not feeling like they deserve all of these amazing things that life has to offer I love that that was so beautiful and powerful I that is. Has- one hundred percent resonated me on a level from my childhood and even just with my daughter now. Um, I mean, like a super simple example would be sometimes I find myself or my husband will be like, "Oh, why won't you just nap?" Like, you know, I want to get this, this, and this done, or you know, she won't stop crying, but I want to do this, this, and this, and it's like it's not. First of all, you know, just shutting her down or Um, Not, you know, addressing her crying, which obviously we would never do, but, you know, everything, every choice needs to be, um, just every choice needs to be made with intent. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. Yeah, and I think one of the things you're talking about, too, and and this is really hard for us as humans because there is so much stress put on us. You know, there is so much financial responsibility these days. There is so many work hours these days, and our children are reminders of the natural rhythm of life. They don't have all of those ingrained stress. So when your daughter is having a hard time falling asleep, you know, she's not dealing with the the stress and the to-do list and the agenda that your husband has. So when he brings that energy to the table, that's like a You know, that's a slight disruption to, like, her rhythm. She's like, well, I'm just tired, and I just want to go to sleep. And we as parents have to manage all of these other things. How can we as parents calm our nervous system down so our child can feel our calm energy so that their nervous system can calm down so they can find their breath cycle through, hopefully, our powerful breath cycle and help relax and unwind and fall asleep? You know, our child is constantly asking us to be, Aware, you know, of their cues, of their unmet needs, of their natural rhythms and cycles. And the more that we can tune in with ourselves through this healing journey, the more we can tune in with our child. And when we're tuned in with our child, there's an ease and a grace that comes from our communication that gets fine tuned between ourselves and our children. But when we run, so quickly. And so not, many of us have to, I'm not saying, you know, that it's wrong or bad, you know, I get the, the stresses of life. You know, I'm a single working mama as well. I understand that I have compassion, you know, and I've made a handful of sacrifices to be the mom that I want to be, but those were choices, right? And when we choose from a place of love, then we can feel better about our decisions. So my point is, I understand that, but our children are going to be these constant reflectors. for to slow down. And if we see that as a gift versus a challenge, then we can lean into the situation and perhaps receive the messages that our child is constantly giving us. Like, hey dad, maybe you can slow down for a minute too. Hey, Dad, maybe you can tune into me a little bit more and catch my cues when I'm tired. And then, you know, I'll fall asleep a little bit quicker. I mean, it's this constant fine-tuning that develops so early. And a lot of being a conscious parent is slowing down. It's waiting. It's observing. All of these things allow us to drop deeper into our relationship with ourselves, which will then allow us to drop deeper into our relationship with our child. So... With that being said, where do you usually start with parents who, um, wanna dig deep into conscious parenting? Like what is the starting point? Um and then also I know that you mentioned that you don't just work with parents, you work with like caregivers. Um you kinda work at, you know, with the whole village raising the child. Yeah, absolutely. So with all of my private clients, I work with the entire family unit. So if they have a part-time nanny, you know, she is included, a babysitter, um, a full-time nanny. Because at the end of the day, when we shift our language to become more and more conscious and we're, we're bringing in these really um, clear limits and boundaries and family rules and we're shifting to direct communication and we're learning how to put up personal boundaries as parents – and we're streamlining all of this communication everyone has to be involved because when a child's getting you know two three four different like parenting methods or communication methods it's very confusing right and they'll normally go to like the lowest common um language communication so if one person is letting them get away with signing like that word get away but if say there's a limit and boundary in the house and it's being held by three people but not the fourth and if the child asks you know, five times, then they're able to get past that limit and boundary. It's just going to make it that much harder for everyone that's trying to adhere to it, because the child is learning through those contracts of interaction. Oh, when I do this, they do this. When I ask six times, the boundary goes away. Um, they're learning, okay, well, I can learn six times, so I'm going to push mom's buttons until she breaks, or I'm going to push dad's buttons until she breaks. Our children are only learning through their environment, cause and effect. It's not manipulation. They're not trying to like get them our skin they're just learning from the environment around them most of our children learn all of these things from a certain interaction from a certain um you know communication and so when we have that awareness of like wow where's like the root cause of this issue coming from then we're able to go back to that and so much of this comes from instead of focusing on our child's unwanted behavior we focus on the unmet needs unmet need we focus on where it begins focus on our role in the situation and then it brings this harmony and um you know homeostasis to the family that really works so with my private clients um Typically, and I mean, ideally, I'd be working with families preconception on. I mean, that is my my goal and my dream and my wish. But most of my clients come to me when they're struggling with something, right? The flow in the family is off. They're really seeing a lot of new unwanted behavior. They're feeling like their child's not listening. They're seeing, um, you know, really big feelings. They don't know how to handle it. And so I come in, right, and then I help become the shift and the change in the family. Um, And the beauty of this work is, you know, once you begin to shift your perspective about the relationship and we dive deeper into this work i see immediate shifts in my family i mean within a week i've rarely i don't know if i've ever seen a family not say oh my god the relationship you know the energy in our home is completely shifted in this last week because sometimes we don't even know the mindset or the energy um that we're bringing to the situation that can really fuel a negative situation deeper down that road so to say um So, did that answer your question? Um. Absolutely. Um, So, kind of a follow-up to that, um, I'm not exactly in this situation yet, but it is on the horizon. Um, So, my husband will be going back to work, and then I'll be going back to work part-time. And a lot of my friends, um, you know, both parents are working. And I'm just wondering what your advice um, is regarding how do you, you know, really work on the conscious parenting when you feel like, you know, your baby's in daycare all day or in childcare and um, you don't have that nanny, so you can't, you know, per se, like, bring them on board with your um, program. Like, what is your advice to kind of, you know, woven in that conscious parenting um, methodology when you you know, you don't feel like you spend enough time, I guess, or you don't have you know, you're not with your kid twenty four seven to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So there's a many, many and you know, prom answer and the first thing is, um quality over quantity with our children for sure and this is something that's becoming more and more of an obstacle for many of us to deal with because there is so much stimuli and there is so much technology and there are so many distractions and so many of us are pulled in so many different directions but the relationship with uh, a mother and a child, a father and a child a parent and a child is going to be the most profound and powerful one if we are able to bring our presence and attention to all of the time that we have with our child and i always say i would much rather my parents have really quality one-on-one once nothing time when the child is feeling all of that love through the parent's presence through their undivided attention than long periods of time of broken up like half given attention right like even say you know even a mom that's able to spend all day with their child you know but she's exhausted and maybe she's on her phone or you know distracted like uh, it's so much better to cultivate independent play for your child and let them play on their own or try to get some help or you know do a neighbor share you know where you're watching your neighbor's kids a little and then your neighbor is watching them but to feel like we have to be everything all day for our children is really an unrealistic expectation and it was never really designed this way either right i mean this is meant to be a village this is meant to be a community you know one of the biggest mistakes i made early on was not getting help with my girl i was her main caregiver for almost the first year and a half of her life while also trying to work and you know it really ran me into the ground the first year of her life and and looking back you know i'm so glad i was there but also you know the the sacrifice that I made to my nervous system and my body, I would definitely do things differently and I would call on more help. Like it's this misconception that we need to do everything for our child. So for the working parents, you know, that have mornings and evenings with their children, I mean, one, I think it's really important to communicate your parenting and family styles to your caregivers, what works for you and what doesn't. And these can be really subtle cues that some people just aren't aware of. You know, like, um, I always tell my child everything I'm doing before I do it to my child. So, you know, if you're going to change her diaper, can you just let her know and give her notice? And we as the parents, we're allowed to ask these things, you know, and it also shows the caregiver, um, you know, the daycare whoever we're using, hey, this is the way that I relate to my child. You know, I'd love for you to help me with that as well. So that's one piece. The other piece is... When we're with our child, this is what I'm talking about, this once-nothing time, we give them this quality of care that is beyond, right? And we figure out this dynamic, okay, how do I nurture myself? How do I take care of myself? How do I do self-care before I come home to my child so that I can be fully present with you know him or her and, and, and my child and really um, give them this deep, deep amount of love through my presence and attention. And the caregiving times are the most amazing times to connect with our children. It's not through play that we connect most deeply with our children. If anything, it's through play that our children connect most deeply with themselves. That independent time to play is where they're able to, like, process their world and process their feelings and expand their creativity and work in their imagination, and they're constantly learning through play and discovering through play and growing through play. So what we want to do is cultivate that independent play in our children so that they have this amazing world to grow and develop in. And then we cultivate this deep bond with our children through our caregiving activities. You know, when we're changing their diaper, you know, when we're taking, when, they're, when we're giving them a bath, when we're feeding them, when we're nursing them, these are the times where we take everything away and nothing exists if possible except us and our child in those moments. And those deep moments of connection is where we where we root these bonds with our children, where we root these respectful interactions with our children, where we connect on this deep energetic level with our children, and that's where we're fine-tuning the communication, and we're getting in those rhythms. And when we're fine-tuned in all those caregiving activities, which are also where most of the transitions in our world happen, right? Oh, soon will be time to change your diaper. Oh, soon will be time for that. So this, we're, like, these are transitions, right? Children have a hard time with transition. They're able they're, they have to stop and pivot and move to something else. And if we're not bringing in slowness and mindfulness and awareness into these times, we're going to have more pushback and struggle. So this, if anything, is the most important time to slow down and tune into our children so we can be aware of those needs and we can meet those needs and we can give them these respectful, you know, interactions and, and caregiving routines, which are so powerful. So that's some of the ways, I mean, there's so many more, right? But trying to condense it into, you know, a small-ish answer. There are some of the ways that we can really um, strengthen and deepen that connection with our child so that we are cultivating all of the things that we want to bring in this conscious parenting philosophy and relationship with our child. Attention, respect, trust, the cultivation of their voice, their communication, you know, all of these things.
0: I totally agree,
1: and I love that response. That was really, really eye opening because you're right, quality over quantity, the number of hours, um, is definitely more effective. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's also really important to have these quality moments weaved in throughout the day. So instead of just thinking, okay, I'm going to spend like one hour with my child or whatever, you know, that's like, you know, Let's just look at the really, like, full-time working family. If you can, it's moments, you know, constantly reconnecting with our children before we're requesting from them. They need that deep reconnection to feel... Um, align with us before we can ask them to do things. So I, I say to my families often, often anytime we're asking our child to do something and we can cultivate this early on just through our language with infants we're reconnecting with them first and then as our children get older before we ask our child to put their shoes on to go to school, before we ask our child that it's time for dinner, before we tell them if you get in the box, we come in we reconnect with them, we slow down we get down on their level, we make eye contact we tell them how much we love love them we we tell them we were just watching them you know build that magnetile castle and and how hard we saw them concentrating and working we reconnect with them so that they can feel seen and heard and validated so that we can fill up their cup before we ask them to pour out of their cup and it's that really beautiful cycle of filling them up before asking them or requesting something of them filling them up before the request and when we can get into that habit we have this beautiful cycle of connection with our child that brings more ease and grace into our daily rhythms and flows that's beautiful <laughs> <laughs> um, so my question for you is how long is your course how long is your do you typically work with families Um, Can you just give everybody a little bit more information um, on working with you and how they can find you? Yeah. So um, the majority of, um, well, not the majority, but I do work with a lot of private clients all over the country and even the globe. Um, If my clients are here in L.A., I do get to work with them hands-on in person, Um, but I do Skype and FaceTime with my clients, you know, all around the globe um, and there's more information about how to work with me privately um, on my website, and I'm always happy to do a discovery call with a family to see if I would be the right fit for them, and they would be the right fit for me. Um, another way to work with me is through my virtual conscious parenting course. This is an eight-week program where we really deep dive into all things conscious parenting um, from the very beginning of our self-healing journey as us as the parent, looking at our relationship to ourselves and and what we're bringing to the table from our past wounds um, to our relationship with our child. We go into wholeness. We go into um, really learning how to set clear and consistent limits and boundaries with our children, which creates a safety um, within the household. It creates the walls that our children get to lean up against, and within those walls, our children get to be free. We go into what conscious communication looks like, how our children trigger us, what these pillars of attention, respect, and trust that I've talked to you about, the development of their nervous system and the brain, the power of play, and probably the most important piece. Well, I don't want to label anything as the most important piece, but the full expression of our child's emotional body and their feelings and what many people call tantrums, but I like to call just really big feelings that need to come up, that need to be felt, that need to be processed, that need to to be understood and through that process of being able to really be the safe haven for our our children and their emotions, we have to get completely comfortable within our child's discomfort. And that alone is a big struggle for humans across the board to be completely okay when anyone unravels in front of us and how can we be the safe space to allow anyone's full expression of emotions. And so the beauty of the virtual course is You can do it from anywhere you know, we have weekly calls, you still get me live in person. So you're getting the live coaching from me. You're getting the realization that there's so many other families and mamas and papas going through the same struggles, the same triggers. We're working on very similar things to so many of these limiting beliefs. So many of these like typical childhood wounds are very similar through across the board. You know, one of the biggest limiting beliefs is I'm not enough, right? I'm not worthy. Another one is I'm not lovable or you know i don't trust myself or my voice doesn't matter these are big big belief systems that we dive into in this work and and we have this lovely eight-week container so my families are really feeling held and able to do this work on such a deeper level so that's another way to work with me um and I'm currently um, actually just taught uh, week one of the course last night, so there is still time probably in the next week to enroll, but after that, it'll be um, the next course that I run, which will probably be in a couple months. But enrollment will be open for that um soon and then i teach workshops all around la if anyone's um, close to the la area i teach at wild child and women's space and other areas and i'm always popping up on panels and podcasts if you just want to get an idea of my work and my philosophy and integrate some of these teachings um right away um yeah And you can find me at Wellynast, it's W-E-L-L-Y-N-E-S-T. I'm on Instagram, my website has all of my information, and I'm always happy um, for anyone to reach out and ask more questions if they're curious about diving into this conscious parenting journey and shifting the relationship they have with themselves and their children. So I have one more question for you. Yeah. And that is, what is your favorite flavor of kombucha? Oh, man. <laughs> um, gingerberry at the moment, um, but it changes as does life. I feel like I'm constantly changing what is sparking my taste buds, what's sparking my soul, what's sparking my creativity. And so I'm really open. But right now, I've been going for gingerberry and anything in that theme and lemon lots of lemon things
0: i've really been craving citrus <laughs> Ooh, it's probably the summer months right <laughs> yeah yeah lots of lemons
1: and Meyer lemons and orange and any place i can get that in <laughs> well thank you so much for coming on the podcast i totally appreciate it i loved shedding light on your conscious parenting course and i will make sure to include all the information in the show notes so everybody knows where to connect with you Mm, Thank you so much for having me. What a pleasure.